0: consume and share news today It is largely rooted in social media outlets a reason why i decided it's absolutely worth it to look at what's being discussed online that's the hottest issues to trends for a daily social media minute we're joined by erica good morning hi you know i feel like time is just slipping through my fingers and i feel like we just talked about time magazine's 100 most influential people (laughs) of 2021 and here we are talking about 2022 Yes, doing the same dance yeah. with a different list is still just as impressive, some divisive, but it's a list worth looking at just to gauge who is the most important leaders in respective industries for good and bad reasons.
1: That's right. So, uh, first things first, sure. South Korean President Yoon suk yeol has been named among the magazine's 100 Most Influential People of 2022, and he was included in the leaders category. It has several categories, mm-hmm. which I'll get to in a little bit. Uh, so, Yoon is calling for a tougher stance uh, with North Korea, and uh, Time magazine highlighted the fact uh, the piece described him as... Quote, South Korea's new president, a former prosecutor with little foreign policy Mm -hmm. experience, is determined to take on the challenge amid um, concerns that North Korea may be preparing to resume mm. nuclear testing.
0: Absolutely. And and shortly after the summit with uh, Joe Biden, I think there were a lot of comparisons being drawn because Joe Biden is a through-and-through through experienced yep. politician. And then on the opposite end, here's this technically rookie right. politician yep. ready to make these incredibly divisive, in some cases, decisions mm-hmm. in a much quick manner. But anyway, Time Magazine listing him as one of the more influential leaders. Yes.
1: Uh, the magazine also underlined His resolve to align with the U.S. more closely, Mm. which uh, it said will likely create friction with China, which is South Korea's largest trading partner. Mm. Um, Other global leaders who made it on the list this year include Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky, who has become the face of uh, Ukrainian resistance against Russian invasion. Mm. Uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin. I thought
0: that was interesting. Uh, Yes.
1: uh, U.S. President Joe Biden. Uh, Chinese uh, President Xi Jinping, European Commission President Ursula
0: von der Leyen were also on the list. I believe Joe Biden wrote the piece for the Ukrainian president of honor Zelensky. He Uh, did. Uh, There's there's a lot of, I think, interesting takeaways who wrote what piece and from what angle, I suppose. Uh But the fact that Zelensky and Putin are on the year's list side by side, I think, is hard for us to not notice. That's right. Um, You know,
1: when the time team gets together to choose the list, who are we going to put on the list this year? Uh, They have one barometer, which is influence, Uh, who shaped the year, who stood up, Mm. who stood out. These are the questions they ask themselves.
0: Influence, of course, maybe for the greater good or for ill, clearly by this representation. The dichotomy has never been more visible than in this year's Time 100, which includes both, again, Vladimir Putin and Volodymyr Zelensky side by side. That's right. They
1: are the poles of this year's list and of this moment. Um, The Russian dictator behind a brutal war. And his enemy, the Ukrainian president, whose leadership has made him a rare heroic figure in this very divisive time. Um, like I mentioned before, the Times list is divided into two different categories, including icons, mm. pioneers, Titans, artists, leaders, and innovators.
0: I, I saw that uh, the piece on Oprah Winfrey, who was named one of the icons, I believe. Was Titans. Titans. Yes. What's the difference? But anyway, <laughs> Titans uh, was written by Michelle Obama, and I thought that was really special yep. too. And and the things that she recalls in Oprah Winfrey's years as interviewer was so interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oprah goes on to say that the comment denominated in all the interviews that she's conducted with politicians of... All spectrum celebrities, divisive characters—is that everyone just wants to be better understood, and yep. they need a channel to do it? And I was mm-hmm. like, That's probably right. You have to be a good listener to be a good interviewer. Absolutely. Just one of the many takeaways. We're seeing another South Korean name on this year's Time 100 list. Yes, it's Hong Dong Hyuk, oh, okay. uh, director of the number one Netflix show of
1: 2021. Squid He's <laughs> also yes, exactly. He's also in this year's list in the Titans category alongside Oprah Winfrey, Tim Cook and Christine Lagarde. Um, Hong's description was actually written by actor Yi Jong-jae, oh, that's special. who is in, uh, in Cannes right now for yeah. the film festival. Yi um, Jong-jae wrote, quote, Much of Hong Dong-hyuk's success stems from his ability to illuminate the feelings of the characters and to build believable lives for them from the ground up. He reveals piercing truths about society and humanity by taking something brutal, and making it beautiful piercing truths yep. uh,
0: this, who, who wrote he wrote this who translated this, this yeah is good he probably writing. wrote it in <laughs>
1: Korean and then right. somebody translated it
0: I need to know who translated it
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's very well translated I have to say
0: I think so Hwang Dong I, I think is a game changer in, in the Netflix series yes. too uh, they're working on the second season right yeah we'll be on the lookout for mm-hmm. that uh, something really fun for locals night markets in Seoul set to reopen after two years of hiatus
1: yeah one of the many things that are returning this year after mm-hmm. a long break uh, you know that that was forced to happen because of the pandemic it's uh so' night markets have you been to one of
0: these yes because one of those is so accessible to me in the pampo district yeah. and it's just walking distance from my place uh-huh. and it's really crowded <laughs> it can get very very crowded and honestly during like the hottest months of the summer where you just, just sleepless nights yeah. I mean why not venture out to Hangang River and it's just beautiful and easy that's right? And good food usually good yeah. music paired with mosquitoes I don't like that but that's <laughs> unavoidable <Nobody does. laughs> I've actually seen someone with one of those like what do you call them? They're, they're, they look like mosquito shields to me, uh-huh. but they and have they... this veil over their face and they're walking around this night market. I wish I took a picture. No one believes me. It was crazy. <laughs> I believe. <laughs> but the food is excellent. The vibe is excellent. Yeah. I mean, and people are excited that it's returning. Yes.
1: And these night markets, like you said, can get very crowded, which means they're very popular among both locals and tourists. Um, and uh, they would typically open around this time of the year and uh, go on through the summer months. Mm. I've been to the one at the Dongdaemun Design Plaza. Ooh. It was a lot of fun. I went with my friends and uh, lots of food trucks. There was craft beer, vendors, live music. Check. It's all out of the open air. That's the best part about it, I think. Yeah, I think that's what we need, yep. open
0: air, space. I mean, definitely DDP is massive yep. space outdoors, too, right? So that sounds fun. Yeah, we call these markets tokebi. <laughs> Night market
1: Poke here <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and uh, the city government says uh, it's begun recruiting vendors and traders that wish to participate this year. Okay. Do we at least have the opening date and maybe the select locations? Locations and opening date have yet to be determined or fixed or Coming shared. Soon. Yeah. We don't have the details yet. Uh, night markets previously, though, opened from 6 p.m. to midnight at locations with heavy foot traffic mm-hmm. like Hangang Park, Tongdaemun uh, Design Plaza, and uh, Cheonggye Plaza in uh Back in 2019, a total of 3.4 million people <laughs> visited the markets. Uh, there were 125 food trucks, 206 vendors participating in the course of a single day in that year. I think it was the peak of uh, these tokebi uh, yashijang. And uh, with COVID restrictions lifted, officials expect the night markets to boost local mm. businesses, mm-hmm. much needed, I have to say, mm. and provide opportunities for young business owners. I think that's a
0: really good point. It, it, the vibe itself is really young. The It really is. I think so too. uh, It really gives them a fighting chance. Like, I mean, instead of, you know, trying to debut, uh, I don't know, far, far away from all of us, it's really accessible. But I'm kind of blown away by the sheer numbers in 2019. 3.4 million Mm -hmm. people? Yeah, that's the last time I went, actually. What? (laughs) Can you imagine disappointment the year after? Because you would want to be on that momentum. But anyway, it's returning belatedly, but coming to you soon. Yes, And on to our last buzzword this morning. South Korea's first lunar probe named Tanuri. It's a new name, so we have to talk
1: about it. Yeah. Uh, South Korea's first ever lunar orbiter has been given the name Danuri. Now, according to the Ministry of Science and ICT, the name was selected through a public contest. Mm. And the winning entry came from Hatehun, mm. who is a doctoral student at the Korea Institute of Science and Technology, or KAIST. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what does the name TANURI mean?
1: Yeah, so the name is a combination of the Korean word tal. For moon mm. and uh, nuri, which means to enjoy. Okay. So it embodies the hope that South Korea's first lunar exploration mission uh, will be. I guess enjoyable and, su- and successful. successful.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's a little confusing because we also have nudie Hole. That's right. Uh, but anyway, it's it's a beautiful word in itself. Uh-huh. So I can see why this got the pig. Yep. Tanuri has completed its final space environment test, which means it's a step closer to blast off. Yep. Uh, do we have a schedule for that?
1: Uh, it's going to be transferred to its launch site at the Cape Canaveral Space Force Station in Florida. It's going to be blasted off on August 3rd at eight thirty. 7 a.m. Korea time aboard a SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket. I always wonder about these times. Me too. Why 8:37? And, Why not 8:40? And
0: it, it it gets pushed back or pushed forward yeah. down to the seconds. That's right. I, I mean, I'm assuming there must be a more logical explanation. The math, the weather. Yeah. But for now, 8:37 a.m. is so wildly specific. <laughs> Perhaps in the future we have a space segment on a bi-weekly yeah. flight. <laughs> Perhaps <laughs> we'll try to answer that very question.
1: And once uh, it, you know, it's blasted off, it's going to take uh, four and a half months uh, for it to travel to the moon mm-hmm. in coordination with NASA. Mm. And once it's there. Fingers crossed. It's going to conduct various experiments and uh, explore possible landing sites there.
0: I, there are so many potential questions here. Like, why does it take so long for yeah. the Pan-Nuri to get to the moon? Arguably, I don't know, the closest venture, but we'll answer it in the future. Yeah, we're going to get to this, I'm sure. I, I'm sure. August <laughs> is months away. Yeah. But thank you very much, Erica, for all the updates this Have morning. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow.